When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Friday and welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Hope you're having a great day. Lots to get to today. How many days away are we from Connor Bedard? Five? Woo-hoo-hoo. That's exciting. One, two, three, four, fifth, fifth. <laughs> I beat the fifth. Yes, five days away from Connor Bedard and the NHL draft. We'll be in Nashville. You should be down there with us too. Go to allchgo.com to buy your tickets to our Hopsmith event. That is Tuesday from 1 to 4 at Hopsmith, Nashville. It's going to be awesome. Come hang out with Greg, Mario, and me, and beers and foods and all sorts of great stuff. Diehards, as always, save 20% on their tickets. But if you're a normie, you can get one too. But hey, become a diehard. Save 20%, get a free t-shirt, all that jazz, and join us down at Hopsmith on Tuesday. Before we get started, smash that like button for us on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube page as well. Same deal on the podcast apps. Follow, subscribe, rate, review, all those wonderful things we would appreciate, especially on this beautiful, hot, steamy uh, Friday afternoon. I'm very happy to be in my 60-degree basement right now. <laughs> it's very nice. Um, rub, it, rub it in. Yeah, we got a lot to get to, though. Let's let's start with uh, a little bit of free agency. I, 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 again, stop short of calling this news. I've, legit to see, I've yet to see a legit rumor that says, the Blackhawks will be pursuing player X in free agency. But we've heard a lot of stuff like, what about this fit? Or what about that fit? The latest one uh, dropped uh, yesterday on The Athletic from Max Boltman and Harmon Dial. They did their piece called NHL Offseason Perfect Fits, Five Trades and Signings We Want to See. And without spoiling the entire thing for you, I will tell you that for the Blackhawks, their perfect fit was a three-year Six million dollar deal, AAV, for Toronto Maple Leaf center Ryan O'Reilly. This is a name that we've mentioned before, sort of perusing the free agency list. And to me, you're looking for a guy who can come in, be a veteran leader, provide some scoring punch, help Connor Bedard out, without being the kind of guy that's going to absolutely command the locker room. It sounds like a great fit to me. But just like we talked about the other day with Vladimir Tarasenko, why does this make sense for Ryan O'Reilly? And that's what I find myself asking. Fellas, I welcome your thoughts. I I think that's a fair question. Uh, what what does it make sense for O'Reilly to – at what level of sense does it make for O'Reilly to come here? Um, I mean, yes, he has won a Stanley Cup, um, but – 
I mean, he's not out of the realm. He's not out of the window of being able to win another. Uh, if he went to another another contending team, um, he's he's still young enough that, that you know you'd imagine he still has some pretty decent uh, tread left on his tires. Uh, he played really well with the Maple Leafs uh, in the postseason. Uh, was arguably one of their best, if not the best, player consistently uh, throughout the postseason and. You know, I, I I would imagine there's going to be a team contending that may offer him the same opportunity, uh, the, the you know the same kind of contract. And and I think from a player perspective, if I was Ryan O'Reilly, as 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 fun as it probably would be to play with Connor Bedard, uh, a, a special talent like that, um, uh, to be honest, there's not much else in Chicago uh, as far as in the organization that is enticing. Uh, that I would imagine Ryan O'Reilly would want to to have in a team. I think he, I would imagine he wants to still play competitive hockey into February, March, and April and beyond uh, while he still can. Um, yeah, I just, I think the Blackhawks would benefit greatly from him, but I just don't know how much career benefit he gets from being in Chicago uh, in kind of basically the final years of his 30s where, you know, he's probably going to be looked at as like a legitimate top contributor to a, to a team that wants to contend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agreed with the article and everything they said of why hockey wise, O'Reilly and O'Reilly coming to Chicago makes sense and sounded, sounded great to me, but I agree with Mario. I don't see why Ryan O'Reilly would want to do that. Um, Sure. The Blackhawks could probably give him a little bit more than anybody else. But I don't think Ryan O'Reilly is at the point of his career where he'll go pass the torch down to some kids for an extra million or two dollars as opposed to going to get a, a Stanley Cup. There will be contending teams calling him on July 1st looking for his services. Uh, his former team, the Colorado Avalanche, might be at the top of that list. They could really use him knowing that they have no Gabriel Landeskog again next season. Um, and, and they they really miss that Nazem Kadri from their cup run and, and Ryan O'Reilly can come in and give you what he gave you. Um, you know, don't rule out the Toronto Maple Leafs trying to bring him back either, uh, especially if they're going to make some changes, move some pieces around. They really liked him up there. He was really good in the playoffs. The Boston Bruins are another team that seemed like a perfect fit for, for Ryan O'Reilly. I don't know if they've got cap space for it. If I'm Kyle Davidson and the Bruins are looking to make some moves, I'm calling and saying, hey, how what what's the least I can give you to take that Taylor Hall contract off your hands? Like yeah. Yeah. sixth round, sixth round pick, and we take the whole thing and we're done. You know, is that worth it to you? Um, so if O'Reilly would rather have a third year. Of security, he's 32, so he'd be you know going into his 35 to 36 season. If he'd rather have that guarantee at six million than a chance to win a Stanley Cup this year, then maybe he does it. I just he showed in the postseason last year that he wants to win another cup. He's not a guy that says, "Well, I got one four years ago. I'm cool. Right. I'll just collect checks and 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 babysit Connor Bedard." I, I, I don't see that happening. Is there a scenario in which? You know, Kyle Davidson talks to Ryan O'Reilly and says, look, this year is going to be tough. You're going to be the guy here to kind of nurture, take those tough face offs, kill those penalties, 
uh, you know, if you're on a line with Connor Bedard, who, by the way, we think is a center, just like Ryan O'Reilly, um, you know, so if they're on a line, O'Reilly or uh, Bedard will be a winger um, and say, look, we are going to be aggressive 2024 free agency. We expect to be one of the main players for whoever, Austin Matthews, go down the list, or the next year, Leon Dreisaitl. So is there a scenario in which in three years, the last year of Ryan O'Reilly's deal, the Hawks could say, we expect by that point to be competing for a playoff spot. I don't know if he buys that. I don't know if that's enticing because look, like you just said it, like, does he want to come here and and nurture a guy for three years left? The guy's a competitor. Jonathan Taze has won three Stanley cups in Chicago and was not super interested in being the mentor kind of guy uh, until he kind of learned to embrace it going into last season. Like he was kind of like, I don't want, this is not what I signed up for. I want to win. Why is Ryan O'Reilly different from that? I don't know. And he's only got one, you know? So look, just like with Tarasenko, if they want to do it, great. I'm down. I'm just trying to say Ryan O'Reilly, all the teams you listed, Greg, Colorado, Boston, on and on and on. What makes the Hawks more appealing than those aside from playing with Bedard? But Toronto's got Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and Alex, or sorry, uh, William Nylander, <laughs> the good Nylander. <laughs> you yeah. know, Boston's got good players, and the Hawks have Connor Bedard and what? That's the question. Like, it, yeah, that, when I'm trying to connect the dots from rumor or thought to actual transaction, which is why it still feels like their best chance is Max Domi who loved it here, loved playing for Luke Richardson, uh, sort of already said he wants to come back, right? Um, I know then the thing with Dallas happened and he was competitive, so maybe things have changed since then. But that's the guy who you could say, here are the reasons why he would choose Chicago. Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko or whoever else you want to throw on that list, they don't have that. So... I don't know, but maybe the extra million in extra year is enough for Ryan O'Reilly to say, cool, I like an extra million in three-year security. Let's do it. But I mm-hmm. just, yeah. I don't know. I would rather go down, okay, so say three years, six million for Ryan O'Reilly. I'd rather, again, get that Taylor Hall contract, which is two years, six million. So it's the same cap hit that helps you get to the floor. It's one less year. It's a player who's a year younger than Ryan O'Reilly, doesn't, play the same type so it doesn't have the the hard mileage on him so to speak former heart trophy winner and a former elite player still a very darn good player uh would look really good on a line with Connor bedard and he's a winger he's a winger and like you you, you know you put him out there with with bedard and whoever else you want athanasiu kurashev whatever you got yourself pretty good line um you know, for a team that's not looking to make much noise. And then in two years, that contract's off to books or even better. He has a really good year playing with Connor Bedard. And then maybe that you could trade that final year next draft or the the deadline, the, the 2025 deadline, the last year of his contract. If he's putting up numbers, you'll get somebody to take that in a heartbeat. So to me, I'd rather look at the Taylor Hall deal. If you're, if you're so worried about, you need that $6 million to hit the cap floor for a veteran, it's right there. And I don't think you're going to have to give up very much to get him. If, if Boston really wants to try and make another run at it, they need to clear some space. So if they want to sign a Ryan O'Reilly, 
they got to get rid of some of that money and let's see how much it you know instead of saying hey we'll take a we'll take a a high draft pick or a prospect with that contract just say what's the bare minimum you'll take you don't even have to throw in a prospect you know kind of like you did with the Mark Andre Fleury um contract a couple years ago you basically got it for nothing yeah see if you could do that with the brooms i love the taylor hall idea and i think too as we talk about guys who are trying to maybe resurrect their not that his career's not you know what i mean when i say resurrect like get back to where he was a few years ago when people thought of him as one of the elite wingers in the game and he's not that anymore but i wonder with a with a full-time top top six opportunity which he didn't really have in boston that team was so stacked uh, he wasn't able to put up the numbers he usually does. Come here, you're guaranteed to play on the first line all year long, probably with Connor Bedard and Lucas Reichel, or maybe Connor Bedard and Max Domi or Andres Athanasiu, whatever. You know those points are going to come. They're going to be there for Taylor Hall, and then maybe there is that one more pretty decent deal at the end of the rainbow when he's, what, 33? Yeah, he's 31 right now. He'll turn 32 in November. So basically, thirty-five when that contract uh, is due, he'll 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 be able to have another decent one or two-year deal, hoping he put up big numbers playing with Connor Bedard. Which is that see to me that's and not that Taylor Hall has a choice because the Bruins can just trade him. Um, that just makes sense on all levels, and I think for the Bruins to say like, all right, fine, Taylor Hall had thirty-six points for us last year. It's not a huge loss. Now we can go get Taylor Tyler Bertuzzi or whatever. I think it, it makes it almost makes too much sense. Yeah, which means it probably won't happen. That's uh... well, you know what? The, <laughs> but the the Mrazic thing happened, and we had talked right. about that forever because it made perfect sense. It made all the sense in the world, and it's kind of the same thing. Like everyone you talk to, from uh, Cam Robinson yesterday, you've heard Elliot Friedman say it. Talk about the Hawks trading nineteen plus for Brock Besser or Connor Garland and eleven. Everyone's talking about that. There's got to be something to it. There's got to be something to it. Yeah, and I think they're going. I think the Hawks will make a some trade like that before it's all said and done. Yeah, um, either at the draft or before free agency starts uh, a week from tomorrow, they're going to do something where they take on a veteran contract for a year or two. So some other team can clear space, either a rebuilding team or a team that wants to make a splash in free agency um, or facilitate another trade, however they want to do it. So there, there is there will be options out there. Taylor Hall, we've talked we've talked ad nauseum about the two guys from Vancouver. Washington has some contracts. Anthony Mantha, they would look to move. Um, there was talk. Early in the in the season uh, off season, you know the Kings might be looking to move Victor Arvidsson. I don't think they're lo- doing that right now because of the uh, uh, all that salary they dumped in the Provorov deal between the uh, Flyers and Blue Jackets. Vancouver might not even be looking to make that deal anymore now that they've bought out Ekman Larson. I mean, they still have to swallow some of that cap hit for the next few years, but. Um, so we'll see, but I think there will be one of those type of moves coming um, where you know they'll add that veteran for another two, three years to where it doesn't really 
impact their long-term plans and it helps them in the short term both getting some nhl level veteran talent to play with Connor bedard and hitting that cap floor another team uh, to keep an eye on and this has been kind of percolating over the last few days is the calgary flames who have some unhappy veterans on that team i, I like i've heard that travis hamannick uh, i'm sorry uh, noah hannafin i always get those two mixed up <laughs> Noah hannafin has said uh that he's does not plan on resigning there uh, so that's, he's a free agent after this season. Uh, Tyler Toffoli has sort of alluded to the fact that he, that he would welcome a trade. Elias Lindholm has not really pulled the trigger on a new long-term deal, even though the, uh, flames are trying to make that happen. Michael Backlund's another one who not really interested in him. Um, but you know, three point five point three million dollar thirty four year old center. He's unrestricted and a lot of those guys like seem like they kinda want out of Calgary. So Calgary yeah. might be making some moves at the deadline too. So these things just kinda pop up out of nowhere and they change very quickly. But do any of those Calgary names do anything for you in terms of the Hawks? Uh I mean I I, I think if they if if Tafoli says get me out of here, he's on a one year deal. Yeah. Um I mean that's a guy who you can acquire uh you know you're probably not gonna have to uh, give up a, a whole lot because it's again it, it's one year and it's a player that's asking for a trade so you kind of know that you you have you know the leverage over calgary um i think he'd be fine i think that'd be fine and that, that that's a player that's that's easily flippable uh at the trade deadline you know you you, you come in uh, to a black to a Blackhawks team, you know, Toffoli would play in your top six. He's playing with either or both of Lucas Reichel and, and Connor Bedard. Like that's that's not a bad sell for for a guy like uh, like him. You know, get an opportunity to maybe boost your numbers a little bit and and, and go to a contender uh, for for a cup run, especially in, in in the final year of a contract. I think that would be fine, but it also it's not like I'm not jumping over the table making a trade call to to get Tyler Toffoli because again, like. It's it's fine. The team the the team this year is not looking to do anything as far as contending. Um, it's one of those moves that kind of just insulates the top six with with some of your young guys. And and if you do it for one year, um, you know, six, sixty games, that's fine. There's going to be other guys here that will, um, you know, kind of play fit fit into that role. Uh, we know Tyler Johnson and, and Taylor Radish are, are probably going to be in in that top six uh you know shuffle as well so if they wanted if they wanted to do something for Tafoli, that's fine it's also not top of my list top of your head this surprised me how many points did tyler Tafoli have last year wasn't it like 52 mm-hmm. he was in the 50s somewhere he was pretty good he's he been had, good his whole career he had 34 goals and 39 assists last year he had 73 points Oh wow! Damn good matches number. Um, I mean, and and you, Mario, you said it. Like that's the sort of dude at the deadline. You get a bidding war for a Tyler Toffoli at the deadline. Oh yeah, that's the sort of thing I, you really like. Because <laughs> every yeah. team wants to bring him in. Uh, he's an affordable contract to take on. He makes what is it for? Like four, like four point four, four point six. Uh, nope, four point two five on that contract. So it's very tradable at the deadline. It's as much as Andreas Thanasio. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is wrong with Calgary? Is is the town of Calgary that awful? Well, I or don't does know. the team treat them that bad? I mean, I want to go to Calgary once just so I could do the whole uh, you know death uh, the, oh, the press box of doom. I want I want to experience Catwalk. that once before they finally get rid of that awful building. Um, 
but but like is the town of calgary just that bad or do, do the flames fly them every game on like the propeller plane for major league <laughs> why does everybody who play there wants to leave well, and, well and they got they got rid of the coach and the gm yes exactly so but wouldn't that be a i would imagine for most players daryl sutter leaving his incentive to stay right <laughs> i don't know like we all he's very funny and we love his quotes but the play for the guy would suck yeah, I would never want to play for him, but yeah, I don't, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I think, as Mario said, with Toffoli, I, I I wouldn't have an issue getting him here. But you talked about a bidding war with him at the trade deadline. There's probably going to be a bidding war for him now if if the Flames put him out there before the season. Yeah. He's another one of those guys that, like, a team that's one more scoring winger away from being serious contenders are going to want to go get him and may offer more. Like the Blackhawks aren't in a position to get in a bidding war for anybody right no, now for exactly. a one-year expiring contract. So they they may give them, give a phone call and say, "Hey, what are you looking for to get them?" And then they could be like, "Well, yeah, that's, that's we're not interested in, in in moving that to where a contending team would give a higher round draft pick or or a legit prospect." Blackhawks shouldn't be doing any of that right now. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, so let, let's let's play a game here. Let's say let's look at the uh, the very sexy uh, free agent list <laughs> that's coming up on July first, and we're going to qualify Ooh. this. We all want Max Domi back, so our pick can't be Max Domi. All right, we're just all agreed. The three of us, Max Domi. So aside from Max Domi, for you guys, who is the one free agent you would like to see the Blackhawks bring in? Well, you already know my answer. Philip former- Philip Kessel. <laughs> I was gonna say, is there a former Badger out there? Okay, there you go. <laughs> well, well, Wisconsin resident, yeah. Wisconsin resident, uh, former Badger uh, snubber, but you know we can get over that over some hot dogs. Um, I, I mean, yeah, Phil Kessel just just for you know uh, selfish reasons. I, I would want the Blackhawks to go after him, but yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, looking at the at the free agency list, I mean, Alex Kalorn is is an interesting player. Um, JT Confer, I, I think, is going to garner a contract that the Blackhawks are not going to want to give him uh, as far as term goes. Um, Ivan Barbashev would be interesting, but I think his playoff run definitely upped his upped his uh, his contract offers uh you know contract requirements so unless the blackhawks really go in a direction of like we're gonna go get somebody uh i don't i don't expect them to get any of the any of the marquee names so the 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 tarasenko idea that that we talked a little bit about earlier this week um and and that was that was floated out there you know just kind of uh spitballing from from elliot freeman and jeff merrick uh I, I, that would actually be, I think, make a lot of sense for the Blackhawks. Um, but much, much like you know Ryan O'Reilly, how much sense does it make for Tarasenko? But as as, as far as getting a guy who can who can finish, uh, getting a guy who you know can play in a top six role and thrive there, um, and you know playing alongside Reichel, Bedard, uh, Radish, Tyler Johnson, like guys like that, maybe Max Domi. You know, as as, as we said, um, I think that would make a lot of sense. Uh, I don't know if they're going to go and get him, but if they do, I, I would be just fine with it. Yeah, 
I can't um, argue with that. I mean, yes. Again, I guess we just have to suspend disbelief and say, does this guy want to come here? Yes, he does. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, yes, and it makes perfect sense to him. So, yes, let's sign him. Um, yeah, yeah I, I like that. Um, well, first, I'm going to start by, yes, Chris, you are a meathead for wanting Luke G here in Chicago. <laughs> um, yeah, no, thanks. Um, I, I, I keep looking at this list, hoping that there would be better people on it. Um, Just keep refreshing. And, <laughs> yeah, like maybe maybe somebody got bought out. That's good. Um, so this is the perfect year for the Blackhawks to not be very um, active in the free agency market because there's not a whole lot out there that makes sense for where they are. Um, you know, no thanks for Tyler Bertuzzi. And someone's going to overpay for him. As I've said before, when Steve Eiserman dumps you at this point of his team's rebuild, that tells me something. Um, JT Comfer would be I, that'd be a nice little pickup. Barbashev, I, I really like what he does, but some cont- again, someone's going to overpay the hell for him, and I, it's not going to be the Hawks. Um, Alex Kalorn, if I had to pick a guy that fits this, what I want for this team in the next couple of years, Kalorn is the guy. But I don't think he's going to sign here because of, you know, all those, you know, the cup runs that he's had. He's he's played in four Stanley Cup finals in his career, starting with the 2015 against the Blackhawks. You know, he's got all that experience and, and you know, contenders are going to be lining up to get him. Um, I don't think even with an overpayment of you know, a couple more million dollars or an extra year. I don't think that lures Kalorn away from, you know, going to Colorado or one of these contending teams. Vegas may may say, hey, let's make another run at it here. Um, So the guy, when I look at the list and I think realistic, who could the Hawks bring in here? And he fills a need and he's a guy you could flip at the deadline. I've mentioned before is uh, veteran center Lars Eller. That would be a good pickup for the Hawks. Wouldn't cost you a ton, a couple million and he's a guy that you know. I mean, the Colorado Avalanche trade for him this past trade deadline. You know, loading up. The, who? Do, what do we want to, to make a back-to-back runs? And they wanted him. So um, I think that one is a, is a guy that would probably be willing to come here, knowing the situation. He's thirty-four, um, but he's a guy that knows. Hey, come here, play with some a couple of exciting young kids, put up some numbers. And then I can get moved. I could be the guy traded to the Dallas Stars in March. Yeah, that's it's, that's that's certainly tempting. Uh, boy, you know, I'm thinking about this Tarasenko thing, and it's fun, and I it does make sense from a Hawk standpoint. And boy, he would light it up with Connor Bedard. Like that's I yeah. My only concern is the personality, and he was unhappy in St. Louis, a bit of a malcontent. But when we talked to Darren Pang, Panger made him sound like a like a decent dude who just kind of was done there for whatever reason. And it happens to good guys, to bad guys, whatever. So I don't know if I want to just say no to Vladimir Tarasenko because he was unhappy in St. Louis. St. Louis sucks. Everybody knows this. Everyone's unhappy. There. I'd, be unha- I'd be unhappy in St. Yeah. Louis too. Yeah. Um, but because of that little that little nugget of doubt in my head, I am going to say JT Confer. I think local guy, and I know that's over overplayed, but I think if we're looking for a selling point, 
Um, that's a that's a way you can convince him to come play here. Uh, Jake McCabe is not from here, but he practices here. He's got family here. That's why he was attracted to Chicago when he decided to sign here. Um, I just think he makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he's not going to play with Bedard, but I think that can be addressed via trade. So um, I would like to see JT Confer sort of solidify things down the middle because I'm not ready to see a fantasy would be center two. You know, uh, Tyler Johnson has basically become a winger at this point in his career. He has, I don't think he played center at all last year. Um, so to have Bedard and Confer down the middle for your one and two, and then you look at, let's say it's Taylor Hall or Brock Besser, whatever, plug in Besser, you know, Bedard, Reichel. Then you've got Johnson, Comfer, Radish. That's that's okay. Like you you can start there or a Thanasi or where and then you've got a Thanasi who is like a rover on a third or fourth line to add some scoring punch with another year of Kurashev development. Like then you're starting to see things take shape a little bit. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna vote for JT Comfer on that one. I do want to say on the Milan Lucic angle, uh, if they're gonna bring in a meathead, bring in Ryan Reeves. Because the, the, <laughs> that's a guy who will put you through like a brick wall if you touch Connor Bedard, and I would love to cover him. I would love to cover Ryan Reeves, and I think he's the kind of personality too that could take a little bit of spotlight off of Bedard a little bit because he's outspoken, he's funny, he's going to be mm-hmm. the guy that the media goes to all the time. So he can maybe let his presence might let Bedard kind of like ease into that media role and having to answer every question kind of a role because the Hawks don't really. They've got Connor Murphy, and he'll he'll he's there every game, win or lose, ready to talk. Uh, Tyler Johnson's similar, uh, but a big personality is something that they're kind of lacking. And Ryan Reeves would would check off the box of if you believe in protecting Connor Bedard with a guy who can play a little bit and is not going to take away ice time from any valuable prospects. Um, I like Ryan Reeves for myriad reasons, but I don't. I just don't think like when I think of Kyle Davidson, I think that is the last kind of signing he will make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. If you, if you, if you, if they felt the need to absolutely get a puncher, fine, go with Ryan Reeves. I, I, I would rather, rather him than, than I think anybody else that's on the market. But I, I agree. I don't, I don't see that being uh, in the, uh, in the mind of, of Kyle Davidson and, and, and the front office. Um, but as, as far as like, you know, guys with size, you know, on the free agency market forwards with size that I think would be interesting that you could come in on short term deals and, and maybe be flippable um, and could play in your top six, top nine. Two that I'm looking at here on the list are, are, are interesting. One is six foot six, 220 centerman Nick Bugstad. Uh, that's a guy who could definitely come in, be your third line center and, and provide some physicality, some size that you don't really have. Tyler Johnson is not big. Connor Bedard, it, even though he is built solidly, he is five foot nine and three quarters. Lucas Reichel has got some height, about six one, but he's built like a distance runner. So you need to have some, you know, some size in in, in that top nine group. So Bukesad, I think, would be would be interesting. Um, he played with Arizona last year and then was traded to Edmonton, had three goals in 12 pl- playoff games with Edmonton. Um, I think that'd be interesting as, as maybe a one-year option. The other one is uh, the guy that was picked after Patrick Kane in 2007, James Van Riemsdyk. Uh, he's coming off of a huge contract. I know he's 34 years old, but I think he's still got some, some, some game left in him. 
Um, that's a guy that you could easily, again, put in the top six, has some size, has some scoring ability, probably on a one-year deal. Um, and and if he if he benefits from playing with some of these uh, you know young skilled guys, boosts his numbers. That's a name you can flip at the deadline too. So I don't know. Th- to me, I know th- those guys are not the you know big marquee names, but I think if you're looking to kind of fill a need that they have up front, which is size. Uh, those are two guys that I think would be interesting to look at. A uh, good question in the chat here from Lee, who says, where does Cole Gutman fit in? And it feels like he's going to have a role on this team. Now, if we're talking about them adding a free agent center or a center via trade, Gutman is your third line center with Kurashev and Athanasiu. That's, I can see that. I, just, I have this feeling that Athanasiu is going to play center just because of how last year ended. Whether he sticks there all season or not, I don't yeah. know, but I just have a feeling he's going to come back and play center. I kind of hope not. I mean, yeah, he was fine in a very small sample on, you know, playing against teams that were basically like overlooking the Blackhawks. Um, I don't know if he can do it for 82 games. If he gets the chance, sure, why not? Um, I'd rather go out and get some experienced centers. I think a guy like Athanasiu and his speed – uh, you just you'd, you'd rather have that on a wing, a guy that can get up and down the ice a little quicker, and not have to worry about that, you know, defensive liability. And they, they always say your center should be the last last guy leaving the zone, last forward leaving the zone. So it kind of cancels out his biggest weapon and is, is his speed. But uh, hopefully, there's more options. I know he was put there out of more of necessity than you know. Hey, this sounds like a good idea, but it was like all of our centers are gone now, so we need to do something. But Gutman, I think we forget about him at sometimes. Uh, that's a center option. Um, there's a couple of veteran guys on this list that you know could be that you bring in that guy, cheap veteran, look to flip him. What would you guys think about either? I know one guy is going to get groans, but the first guy, what about like a Paul Stastny? Like, there's a centerman, you know. Not going to be a, a star, but a guy that could get you a mid-round pick at the draft. And then there's everybody's favorite. I want to test the theory. You hate him, but you'd love to have him on your team. What about a season of Corey Perry with the ball? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, I mean... he'll be a peen when he needs to be. If someone messes with Connor Bedard, he'll go and slash you in the nuts if he has to. He'll do it just for the hell of it. Uh Yeah. I will say this about Corey Perry. His teammates seem to love him. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> that would be that would be really interesting. That would be really interesting. The Stasny thing like just doesn't move my needle at all, so to speak. Um, but neither did Max Domi. So maybe. Yeah. Uh, but oh my god, Corey Perry would be hilarious. <laughs> I just said it to see what kind of reaction I get out of it. I don't want anything to do with that, but I just wanted to see uh, what what we can do. What Beck's, the reaction yeah, Beck be. says both absolutely of, not in the chats. Yeah, both of those both of those guys also feel like they're they would cup chase. Yeah. So I I don't think even if it's only playing with the Blackhawks before being traded, uh, you also got to keep in mind what what they may do in the season to warrant being trade bait at the trade deadline for any kind of contender. I, I, yeah, Stastny fine. If he wants to do it and the Blackhawks want to do it, I'm not going to be upset. Corey Perry one. I don't think he would want to because I think he wants to still chase. 
but if the Blackhawks wanted to do that, that one I would groan and grumble at. Yeah, that would be that would be tough to swallow. I think that would be. Yeah, <laughs> so the the fan in me would want that, but the, that'd be like them going and getting Ryan Kessler a few years ago. You know, the, oh, I was a guy that always wanted Ryan Kessler. Like yeah, I hated I, him, but man, I would be like, man, I'd lo- imagine having Taves and Kessler as your one two down the middle. That'd be yeah, that'd be pretty good. That um, could work. Yeah. The fan in me wants nothing to do with Corey Perry, but the the guy paid to cover this team and 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 report kind of wouldn't mind covering a Corey Perry season. He seems like a guy that would give you a good, honest quote. He's at the point of his career where he's like, he'll say anything. I don't care. I'm Corey (laughs) Perry. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We are running a little bit late. First, we want to get a super chat in from Thomas, a $5 super chat. Thank you, Thomas. He says, Hey y'all, thank you for the awesome coverage. I was just like Mario. When I found out the Hawks got the first overall pick, uh, yeah, Mario was stressing all of us out until the pick actually happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just unadulterated I, joy. I told you guys going into that that night, I was like, I, I've I haven't felt this nervous uh, about what was potentially going to happen on any show besides uh, the first one we did. And yeah, well, what you saw was genuine release of tension and emotions and. And all that. So I had no anxiety that whole day until I sat next to Mario when the numbers kept coming off the board. Then I started to get it. Like you had so much anxiety, it like seeped into my soul. Yeah. And, uh, you you my, made me nervous. My aura was anxious that day. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Well, Connor Bedard, he made us just the just the thought of that happening has made us feel really good this week and really for a couple months now. Uh, and it's just uh, those funny, those great feelings can continue. If you go visit our friends at Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary, they're your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer and your Friday. It is your one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. Easy online ordering and in-store pickup. Great transparent loyalty program, Sunnyside Rewards. It's Illinois' favorite dispensary from city to suburbs, Wrigleyville to River North, Champaign to South Beloit. And yeah, we talked about Connor Bedard making us feel good. What makes me feel good when I go to Sunnyside? The Good News brand, oh my goodness gracious. The gummies, the rechargeable vape pens, they are just absolutely wonderful. I'm not big on feeling like very... uh, high and out of it i just want to take the edge off be relaxed feel like i can let loose a little bit with friends without feeling you know psychedelically um you know i don't know what the word would be <laughs> but i you know I, I want to be in control i like to i like to feel in control and, and the good news brand uh really helps me get there i've also used mindy's which are great the mindy's uh edibles are like taking a warm bath just absolutely wonderful uh through august head to sunnyside.shop and use code chgo25 at checkout for 25 percent off your total order one use per customer and that's not just for new customers Anyone can use our code, pick up everything you need to elevate your summer, must be 21 plus or an Illinois med card holder, sunnyside.shop, use that code CHGO. And if you're still a little nervous uh, going into a dispensary, even though everything is on the up and up and completely legal, if you want a pair of sunglasses to wear so nobody recognizes you while you visit Sunnyside, that's what you call Shady Rays, where you can take on the sun with gear built the last and use them as a nice disguise when need be our friends at shady rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price 
Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn. I say even better. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for your outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. What is that, you ask? Well, if you lose your pair, even on the very first day... They told us they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. And together with your customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. From building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, but you're totally going to, exchange for a brand new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. They always have your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving you their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the promo code CHGO at checkout, and you're going to get 50% off all orders containing two or more pairs of their awesome polarized sunglasses that have been rated five stars by over 250,000 people. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of folks. Um, so a little bit of news happened yesterday. Um, Elliot Friedman of the 32 Thoughts podcast was at the uh, Board of Governors meetings and had an exclusive interview with Gary Bettman. In that interview, Bettman revealed that the NHL is doing away with like celebratory pregame jerseys so pride jerseys, camouflage jerseys, I would assume the hockey fights, cancer jerseys, um, anything that would fall into that category. His explanation was it distracts from the event because there are political thoughts on either side of it. So they're just going to do away with the jerseys. They're not doing away with any of the nights. So pride nights will continue. Military appreciation will continue. Uh, first responders night will continue. But you just will not see the players wearing the jerseys, which I think the three of us agree crappy, but kind of a predictable take from Gary Bettman on this, that we won't be seeing the pride jerseys anywhere in the league. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, listen, I'd say I'm disappointed, but you have to have expectations of something good to be disappointed. And those days have flown the coop when it comes to Gary Bettman and and the NHL and it comes to these issues you know, whatever. I mean, fine, do what you want. Uh, you know, those, those jerseys raise a lot of money for charity. They get worn and, and autographed and auctioned off. So the hockey fights cancer is probably going to lose a ton of money because you, you're catering to a small population of the fandom and the, and the players and the owners. So it is what it is it, making everybody feel welcomed and inclusive in your sport in your arenas shouldn't be as difficult as these boneheads have made it but here we are and uh you know it's a shame but not surprising in the least i want to call everybody's attention to something real quick before i forget um yesterday Southside socks which is a white socks blog published a wonderful piece uh the writer is jordan uh she wrote a piece you could find her on twitter at flannel goddess about what Pride Night means to White Sox fans. And whether you're a Sox fan or not, 
Um, she talked to other members of the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, she is a member of that community as well. And they all sort of ser- shared their thoughts on why it matters to them. So find that. I retweeted it yesterday. At uh, Flannel Goddess is her handle, Jordan's handle. And you could read that blog there. I think it's, if you're, if you're kind of like on the fence, you don't really know what to think, or maybe you're like, maybe they shouldn't be doing this sort of stuff. Just read it and see what it means to the people in the community. And I think just having different perspective is, is always a good thing. So before I forget to mention that, I want to make sure I mentioned it. Check that out at flannel goddess on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I echo what Greg said. Um, it's not surprising, uh, but it is still disappointing. Um, look like they're, they're still the, the, the message uh, that the NHL is sending is basically, um, you know, they, they, they just, they're going to blanket statement, get rid of any, um, potential, uh, blemishes that, that, that the league could incur because of specialty night jerseys, meaning the pride jerseys. Um, and, and I just think it's, you know, in, instead of being able to say everyone is welcome on any night of the league, uh, the, uh, any game that the league has, everyone's welcome. Everyone's able to have visibility, whether you're you're uh, part of the LGBTQ plus community, whether you're part of the uh, black community or part of the indigenous community. Um, if, if you're if you everyone is in their life has been touched by someone or has been touched by cancer in some way, shape or form, either directly or indirectly. Uh, so if you're, you know, someone who uh, is fighting cancer, someone who uh, has lost someone to cancer, someone who has survived cancer, um, military appreciation, first responders appreciation, um, the list goes on and on. Instead of everyone being able to be equally represented and visible and honored and celebrated, no one gets it. So, I, I just think that that is the wrong decision. I think it's the wrong message. And sure, can the night still be had? Can jerseys still be designed and sold for 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 charity reasons? Yes. Uh, can can the messages still be sent of all those different nights? Yes. Um, that's all well and good, but I, I I think the message that they're sending and 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 we can say, oh, it's specialty nights. It's because of Pride Night. Yeah, no one, no one protests the- uh, Hockey Fights Cancer Night. That's not a distraction. The jerseys aren't a distraction then. No, and, and I don't know. I, I, I think it's the, the, the reasons that they became quote-unquote distractions was because of the people who made it about themselves to not participate. And should you be forced to do anything you don't want to? No. Um, but I, I, I think it's, it's a really small gesture to, to wear a Jersey for 15 minutes to, you know, reach out to, a, to your direct fan base. Um, you know, whether you know these people or not, there's people out there that, that need that visibility and representation. And for you to say, no, I, 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 I don't want you to be a fan, um, I, I just think that that's the wrong message to send. So, again, 
I, I expect nothing less of the NHL. Um, but it's, it just is just another, it's just another poor showing by them. Yeah. Uh, fly the dub says veterans get one day pride gets a whole month. Uh, veteran appreciation month is May 1st to May 31st. Thought a Patriot like you would, would know that, but I guess not. You also had Memorial day veterans day, the 4th of July and every single game, a member of the military is honored at the Hawks game, both at the Anthem and during, uh, during uh, not intermission, but like coming back from was it the first or second TV timeout? They it's in the second the, second, second game. period, yeah. They show them period, on, the, yeah. on the scoreboard. They get a standing ovation. That happens every single game uh, of the entire Blackhawks season. Oh yeah, and you get the national anthem before every sporting event. So I don't want to hear that crap either. Um, I, I here's the thing. All of this of changing your brand's logo to a rainbow on Twitter. Great. What are you actually doing to help? Where is your organization's money going to help these communities? Right. And the Blackhawks have partnered with some organizations and, and they've given money. I don't know how much it's obviously not public record on where they donate their money, but there are several LGBTQ plus organizations there's also, you know, uh, West Side coalitions to help small businesses grow in the West Side and help those communities. And that's where the Blackhawks footprint is on the West Side of the city. But I think that's that's what matters. Right. And I, I, I want to lean on. I know we have some LGBTQ uh, plus listeners to the show. And if they're not watching live, I, I would welcome your feedback via Twitter or at our email Blackhawks at all chgo.com. I'm thinking back to last year's Pride event. And the, uh, you know, sourced, because there was no press release saying it, but the sourced story that the Hawks were not going to wear pride jerseys because of uh, Russian threats, whatever you want to say. Um, so they decide for the safety of their players, quote unquote, to not wear pride jerseys. The fallout from that was ugly. There were people very hurt and very pissed and rightfully so. Then you also had when people were rightfully pissed and hurt expressing themselves, people coming out of the woodwork like they are today in our chat, just waiting for us to talk about this so they can chime in with their thoughts, um, chiming in and saying more hurtful things and more divisive things and more, you know, uh, trollish sort of things, right? Um, the rest of the Pride Night at the Hawks game was great. The atrium, what everyone in there was having a great time taking photos. The gay men's choir was there performing. It was wonderful. It was a great night as most themed nights the Hawks do are. They do a really good job at these things. So I'm wondering, like, does taking the jersey choice away from players, does it allow the event to focus on what the event's about? I don't know the answer. And I just point everybody to flannel goddesses piece for Southside Sox and why these things matter. But I feel like the Jersey decision last year created so much negativity on what otherwise should have been a great night at the United center. And I think fellas, like we were all there, we went down and checked out all the stuff they were doing for pride and it was great. But in the back of our minds, all we could think about is yeah, but they're not wearing the jerseys. And that felt shitty. And that kind of made everything else feel 
less important or what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It, it, it made it feel more superficial because it seemed like the thing that mattered, the players showing we're with you, we've got your back, you're welcome here was gone. So it felt like all the other stuff surrounding it didn't matter. If you take that choice away from the players and please chime in on this, cause I, I'm doing my best to understand where people come from and, and how they feel. I'm not part of the community, but I, I, I am a, I'm an, I, I consider myself an ally who's trying to learn and trying to be better and trying to improve. And I want to know, like, if that decision is taken away from the players, does that prevent the bullshit fallout from what happened last year from sullying what was an otherwise very positive event? I don't know because it was certainly sullied by those players not wearing those jerseys. So now without it, can you just say, cool, you know, now we just have the event and the event's great. And, and we don't have to worry about all the bullshit fallout from the players being who they are. Yeah. I had someone ask me on Twitter uh, and it's been asked before about like, Oh, what's the big deal about them wearing the jerseys? Well, it's called having empathy, which a lot of people need to Google and figure out what that means. And, uh, you know, it, it's if you're someone who's part of a community that in everyday life, even in YouTube chats, you have mouth breathing morons that want to tell you you're less than a human being. You don't belong just because of the way you were born. Uh, they want to, you don't deserve everything else that I get because I'm normal to be able to walk into a building and see your per favorite professional player wearing something for just a few moments that says, you're welcome here. That's a big deal. So it's all about just putting yourself in someone else's shoes for two freaking seconds and thinking what it's like to not have everything just paved easily. Your road is paved, paved easily because of how you were born. Not everybody has that luxury. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a heterosexual white male who was raised Christian, not practicing, but raised perfect no one's looking to oppress me or take away my rights but that doesn't mean i can't empathize with those who are having their human rights taken away uh or trying to take away or just thought of not equal because of the way they were born so you know what you want to use your buzzwords you want to just be an ignorant fuck you can leave because i don't care because this this issue is is important to me it's, you know, one of the most important people in my life, my sister, has to listen to pieces of shit like you guys in the chat right now. Tell her that she's not a human being. So you don't want to hear me talk about it? Go listen to another podcast. Because until I don't have to wake up in the morning where I don't have to worry about someone going after my sister just because she wants to be herself. I'm going to keep talking about it. So you're going to keep this, this, this hateful speech. Go do it elsewhere. Yeah. There are, there are, there are plenty of YouTube shows that will welcome you. Close minded, hateful people. You're not welcome here. Yeah. Um, they're going to be booted soon, so it's no problem. But I, I I'll ask them before they are, uh, what, what was the date when you chose to be straight? 
What was the day you woke up and you're like, let's see, uh, men or women? I'm gonna go with uh, women. I think I'm gonna like women. Yeah, I chose to. Pe- I chose to like women. And you could just flip it like that. Come on, piss off. Go find another podcast. Anyway, anytime this stuff comes up, we're gonna get these people. Um, I hope they're gone forever. Uh, go ahead, go die sadly alone. And what are the? And what is the? Uh, the. Um... The obsession with these guys who are supposedly anti-gay. What's their obsession about things getting shoved down their throats, too? That's one of the things they love saying. It's kind of counterproductive, isn't it? It seems like it. Anyway, it, it's it, that, that's why what, the NHL keeps stepping in it like this, and it's and it's very frustrating. And we we are not going to not cover it when these things happen because it affects people that listen to the show. It affects people that watch us here on YouTube, and ignoring it would be disservice on our part. So. Um, it's not going to happen. So if, if you don't want to hear it, then like you said, bye, you'll be back. You'll be back. You might not be able to comment, but you'll be back. So. All right. Well, thank you for letting me get that off my chest. Good. I didn't want to, I didn't want to like go good all soapboxy and emotional, but you know what? There's certain things you push my buttons, then just not going to back down. Yep. All right. Let's wrap things up, shall we? But first, we want to tell you about our friends at FOCO. Time to get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. It is summer and baseball season. Get your Aloha shirts, your straw hats, your polos, your bags, everything you need for a game at Wrigley or Guaranteed Rate Field. When we're in studio, you can see our set is decked out in FOCO gear. we got signs and bobbleheads all over the place, and we appreciate them for hooking us up with that stuff. Hook yourself up with your man cave or your she shed, wherever you want to put your uh, sweet uh, Chicago team sports stuff, you can do it. Go to foco.com or click the link in our description below for all non-presale items. Use the code CHGO for 10% off. Again, that's 10% off with code CHGO at foco.com, F-O-C-O.com. And the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. That is correct, Greg. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territories. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Say, tell all of our lovely listeners, how does that work? I will tell them. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, do not wait. Get started saving money and energy, also known as Monergy, mm. today for energy-saving tips, lighting efficient lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbizbiz. Did you say comed.com slash poweringbizbiz? I did say comed.com slash poweringbizbiz. 
All right, there's two comments I want to acknowledge before we wrap up. Crush uh, says, the Jersey decision was really disappointing to me as part of the community because it's something that requires so little but shows a lot. And if you're not willing to do that, it says a lot. And Bex says, even if the support was fake, not going to lie, even if they hated wearing the rainbow, at least I could pretend, you know. So there you go. There's two people chiming in on uh, the Jersey decision. Um all right, we appreciate the feedback. And if you have anything else to share, feel free, long form Blackhawks at all chgo.com. Tweet at us at chgo underscore Blackhawks. We're back Monday. We've got a fun show. Mm-hmm. It's going to be our NHL award show. We're going to hand out our NHL awards because it's happening Monday night. And guess what else is happening Monday? We're going to Nashville. We're going to be yes. en route to Nashville. Going to be a great time. Uh, make sure you are following us on social media at chgo underscore Blackhawks, chgo sports on Instagram, TikTok, all that great stuff. We're going to be very active. Casey, our social media director, is coming with. Steven, our producer, is coming with. No one is going to cover the Connor Bedard draft like chgo Blackhawks. You are not going to want to miss a second. Not going to want to miss a show. So Monday, show will be out in the morning. Tuesday, we are on, uh, I think, early, right? Like we're doing like 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. Uh, it's going to be early. Yeah, yeah. an earlier show. Uh, Monday show is pre recorded because we're driving down to Nashville all day Monday. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we're going to hey. be podcasting from the car. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a great show. I have a feeling um, uh, you're going to want to listen to Monday's comment read. It, it's a good one. <laughs> oh, yes. That's, that'll get them. <laughs> that'll come in. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, okay, Wednesday, day one of the draft, we're going to cover the whole thing. When round one ends, we're going to do the post-media stuff, then head back to the Airbnb and do a show. So we'll be late night Wednesday, Thursday, same deal. We'll be on as soon as the draft wraps up, you know, and all of our coverage is over, yada, yada. Uh, Thursday show, and then Friday we're off, and then Saturday, free agency begins, development camp's underway, so we'll be at Fifth Third Arena covering that and then doing a show after that so there is tons of blackhawks mm-hmm. content coming your way next week and one last reminder if you want to join us in nashville at hopsmith that is tuesday from one to four hopsmith nashville right there by the bridgestone arena come hang out with us your ticket includes uh, all you can drink it's got food and you will get our brand new draft pick design whoever the draft pick might be on wednesday you'll be the first to have the new CHGO draft pick design. So check it out, allchgo.com to get your tickets. And of course, as always, Die Hard save 20% on our events. So jump in. And before we go, Windy City Hockey with a $2 super chat says, hope we can see a stay lock F-bomb at the award. Yes, he is the <laughs> finalist for the Masterton Trophy. So we'll see. We'll see if he uh, comes out victorious. Anything to add, fellas, before we wrap up? Uh, no, I'm just, just waiting to... Pack the pack the bags and, and meet you guys down at Jay's house so we can caravan. That's right. And then thoughts and prayers to Casey, who will be in a car with uh, four beefy men slapping meat. <laughs> Big beefy men slapping beef. <laughs> yeah, that'll be. Uh, uh, yeah, she's gonna feel like it. Well, never mind. I should oh, I should make a submarine joke, but she may be putting in her letter of resignation by the time we come back. <laughs> Yeah, we're sorry in advance, Casey. We love you. All right, we'll talk to everybody Monday and see you at the draft on Tuesday on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.